0: Backpacking across Europe is something that most American guys find themselves at least considering once we finish college. The open road, nothing to tie us down. After years of tests and textbooks, there's nothing much that sounds better than that. I've been on board with this idea since I can remember, planning out all the stops that I would make along the way. However, while plenty of guys get a group of friends together for this type of adventure, there's something about the idea of finding myself on a solo journey that really appeals to me in a big way. Of course, I quickly find myself running into the same problem that everyone seems to face when they start to consider any sort of undertaking like this—money. My family is not dirt poor by any means, but we certainly live a modest life out here in Iowa, farming, corn, and working as hard as we can to make ends meet. I never once complained, though, and I learned to appreciate the hardships for the way that they've shaped me. I'd like to think that my demeanor is collected, disciplined and patient from learning the ways of the crops, while my body has been toned to muscular perfection from the yearly harvest. Still, neither of those things helps me pull together enough money to get across Europe on a reasonable budget. With the sum of my modest savings, I could just barely afford the flight there and back, which leaves a whole lot of questions as to where I'll be staying. Of course, that's kind of the nature of backpacking, the adventure of never knowing where you're going to turn up next. However, without any emergency funds or a little cash to actually enjoy myself once I got over there, my trip was dead in the water. That is, until the night that my dad sat me down and told me all about our longtime family friend, Frankenstein. I was standing in the kitchen, doing the dishes as I routinely do after my mom makes a delicious home-cooked meal, when my dad enters and has a seat at the table behind me. Why don't you take a break on those and come over here to talk to your old dad," my father suggests. As crazy as it may sound, it's honestly quite hard to keep myself from obsessing over doing chores around the house, to the point that it's a struggle putting down the dishes before I'm finished. Maybe I'm being weird about it, but as a full-grown adult ready to enter the world, I feel kind of weird about still living here at home. If I'm going to be in this house, I need to be helping out and proving my worth. Just let me finish up here, I call back over my shoulder. Come on now, sit down, my dad insists. There's something I need to talk to you about. Finally relenting, I turn off the sink and walk over to the table, noting the gravely intense look on my dad's face. What's up, I ask, taking a seat. Your mother and I have been talking, my father begins. We know how much this trip means to you. You've been planning it for so long and the thought that you won't go just because you can't quite afford it right now is too much for us to bear. I immediately raise up my hand, stopping my dad immediately. Listen, before you go any further, I'm going to tell you that the answer is no. I know how tight money is on the farm, and I'm not going to let you pay for my trip, I tell him. It's not right. No, 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 says my father with a smile, waving his hand as though it could dissipate the very suggestion as it floats between us. I admire your class, son, but that's not it at all. Suddenly, my interest is piqued. Could my father have somehow figured out a way to make this trip a possibility? My mind is already racing with all the sensations that could be at hand, and none of them make any sense at all. "'Have I ever told you about our old family friend, Mr. Frankenstein?' my father asks, a strange glimmer of reverence in his eye. He was my old college roommate, a science major who built the first artificial life form. "'Wait, what?' I say, stunned as I reel from this revelation. "'What do you mean?' I ask.